There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode four of season one of Ghost Wars. All right. Steve is like really hopeful for all these shows because he's like season one. I'm like, I'm a lot more skeptical for most shows (laughs) just because a lot of my shows don't make it to another season. (laughs) Yes, we both had a few of those in our uh, recent past now, haven't we? (laughs) And surprisingly, Sleepy Hollow made it through several. So Yes. (laughs) You never know. Although these are really good. I'm really liking this. I don't know how this new show that's coming soon, Happy, is going to make it, but, you know, we'll see. Right. And we expect Krypton to be... I forgot that's coming. Yeah. It's crazy how much is coming out. I love it. Love it. All right. Now let's get back to Ghost Wars, and Steve has some ratings news. All right. Episode 4 had a 0.10 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.493 million viewers, making it the 108th cable show of the day. And we get into another one of those, okay, I really need Nielsen to explain this to me. Uh Ghost Wars is getting like 50,000 more viewers than Van Helsing. Okay. But their adults 18 to 49 number is lower by a tenth or twenty. So, how is that possible? Unless the 50,000 or so viewers are adults over 49. Oops. Hmm. I fall into that category. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. I I don't know. Maybe. Maybe That may be. Yeah, that really could be it. Because there are uh, several of us old codgers watching these shows. That's for sure. (laughs) Uh, I'm still on the other side. So, we'll, we'll see. Right. But this makes, you know, at least two out of the four episodes, probably three, that Ghost Wars ends up with a little bit more uh, viewers, but a little less in rating with the adults 18 to 49. Interesting. Because they seem, the the lead oven seems to have like a really big following with a younger crowd. Right. Like the Disney crowd. So, I don't know, that's weird. All right. Well, let's jump into episode four, shall we? All right, the exorcism of Marcus Moon. As church membership flourishes, Reverend Dan soothes the anxiety of the townspeople. But when a young boy gets possessed, Dan wrestles with the thought of performing an unsanctioned exorcism. Oh, jeez, this yeah, we went to yeah, we went to a whole new level of creepy with this episode. We did, and what have I said before? Kids in horror films, or in this case, a horror-esque TV show. Always weird, and it was. Yes, and what have we said about allowing Marcus to play in the morgue? Yeah. 
every <laughs> time we see him in there, we're yelling at Sophia to get that kid out of there. But even weirder, because he managed to put two corpses on the ground. Right. It's like, what is happening? Because oh, he, oh God, I can't even get past this. Apparently he's like playing the angel that banished Adam and Eve Adam from the garden. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I'm just banishing him from the Garden of Eve. Eden. What's her breakfast? It's like, what? Yeah. Ugh. And then it gets even creepier because later that night, Sophia finds him hanging from the neck. Yeah, like he's, you know, I'm joking around going, okay, is this some new, you know, child rebellion? You're going to be like choking and above the floor by like three feet or something? What's what's happening here? But, oh, he again, down in the morgue. So what the hell does that mean? Right. So it it was weird. And through the episode, like people would see him. Well, when we seen Roman seen him, all of a sudden his face kind of changed. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is definitely not something that's cool and normal. No, I don't believe every child in uh, Port Moore has had this type of experience growing up. Right. I but not. I'm not 100% sure of that. No, that's true, because who was it? The uh, the girls, the mayor's girls. Right. Seem to be totally cool with weirdness when Marcus is over there to see the doc. It's like, you're totally normal with this, like nothing. Like, I, I didn't understand. I, I just didn't. Yeah, apparently the two girls were um, debating the existence of a person or thing called the Whistling Man. And when... Um, Marcus goes in to see them. He basically jumps right in the discussion and tells them that he's seen this person and gives them the whole story that the town had kicked him out because he was supposed to get rid of rats or something and he didn't get paid. So he's getting their revenge on him by taking luring kids into the fog and they're never seen again. It was very much... Pied Piper-ish? Yes, very. he would also change the kids he took into a rat. Right. So there was a little different, but I'm like, this is weird. Yes, and how the daughters seem to know about this. So they're doing stuff that their parents know nothing about. I would think so, that they don't know anything about it. Or they would be seriously in the middle of this and making sure that Everything is cool because they sure seem to be the next target, I'm afraid. That's what I was thinking. And, of course, I'm like, great, we're going to start losing kids. Now I'm going to be messed up. Yeah. Never cool with them killing off kids because kids and pets, it's like, uh, I feel like there's that line. But having the creepy kid in it makes it worse. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know. So at church the next day. Oh, God, it gets worse. Yeah, he calls out Father Dan for lying about good, evil, God, and no God. Yes. Yeah, just that weird, creepy laugh, too, that he had. Right, yes. Like, what is happening? Make it stop. Yeah, and Sophie tries to get him out of there and is apologizing. And then he bends over and tosses cookies. And I was expecting something besides green coming out. Waiting for the head to start spinning, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That always grosses me out, too. Why? Why is the whole vomit thing 
I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> I don't get it. Yep. But of course, you know, his mom's like super embarrassed, pretty much like any mother would be. Yes. And taking him out. But then it's like Father Dan goes to visit and he's, you know, the kids talking in, I don't know if it was Latin or if it was Spanish or. Cause yeah, I believe it was Latin, but it was very ancient Latin. Okay. Cause I felt like a, some, some of the words were Spanish and I'm like, wait a minute. I think I know that. I think yeah. I know that word. <laughs> But of course, you know, I'm sure they all have Latin. Everything has Latin roots anyway, right? Right. And then, yeah, suddenly it's like, oh, you're possessed. It's like, how how do you go from him puking? Well, you know what? Maybe he's seen The Exorcist too. Right. Let me stop <laughs> myself right there. Maybe he's... Right, because Father Dan talks to the doctor mm-hmm. about it without basically saying that he's possessed, but trying to get... Maybe some kind of confirmation from her. Oh, like if she's seen something weird? Right. Or how would she explain this change in behavior? And so he's been considering it for a little while now. And, of course, that evening, the uh, kids are in their, the mayor's daughters are in their room, and they think they hear whistling coming from their closet. That was messed up because the one's like, stop it. Like, what? I'm not doing anything. Doing anything, right. It's like, do you not both hear it? That's what I thought at first. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe they don't both hear it. Right. But apparently they did. And another funny thing is it's the youngest that seems to be braver than the oldest. That seems a lot. Happens a lot in these shows. Right. Because she just jumps right up and goes to the... um, Closet, swings it open, and all we see are a pair of red eyes. Yeah, that freaked me out. Yeah. And all of a sudden, man, them girls, like, yeah. loud. Belting out high seas, indeed. <laughs> and the mom, well, the moms come yes. running in, and she's like, what? Hello, all the shit going down in the town, and you have the nerve to be like, what? What's wrong? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Come on, Val. Yeah. What makes you think that because you've seen stuff that your daughters are immune to it? I mean, one of them drew a picture of your youngest brother. Right. You seen the freaking ghost. You shot at it. Right. (sighs) And then it turns out. This is where it gets even weirder, because it turns out it's Marcus. Yeah. How the hell did you get in that closet? Yes. <laughs> my thoughts exactly. I'm like, where did he come from? Why is he in the closet? Oh, my God. How did he get there? Yeah. I was just like, uh... did Because he does say earlier that the whistling man had other plans for him. So did he, like, right. kind of bearded way there or something? I think so. Can't because it was weird and creepy and damn kid. Right. So of course Father Dan has to break out the big guns at the morticians, performing an exorcism on Marcus. He didn't break nearly enough holy water. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah, his big guns were kind of uh what are they called? Pop guns. Right. And like, I'm sorry, I need a super soaker. Yeah. Yeah, all I kept thinking is I need an old priest and a new pri- a young priest. Yeah. <laughs> like, the power of Christ compels you. And, and Marcus is like, does it, though? Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because he's like, no, 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 I got this. 
And he seemed really reluctant because when he was down looking for the books, right, you know, all of a sudden he kind of hears something and feels something. And he's looking around he's like, these things are dusty as hell, which is a good thing. Yes. But you're not busting it out and like, oh, you're possessed. If you're like, uh, no, I just have a cold. Oh, you're possessed. But like he's he's running through this thing and it seemed like the quickest exorcism ever. Yes, absolutely. But you have to give uh, the boy uh, playing Marcus all the kudos. Uh, Chance is his first oh, name. Yeah. He was absolutely fantastic because, of course, as the exorcism is going on, you see his face. Oh, that was so weird. Change and, oh, yeah. Awesome work, special effects, and also Chance did a great job of just making it that much more creepier Mm -hmm. for a 10-year-old. Awesome job. Yes. And then, like, when they're done with the exorcism and, you know, he's like, I had a bad dream. And he kind of goes to roll over. A lot of people were tweeting. They're like, no, evil spirits are smart. Don't give it up. Don't believe it. Right. But I kept seeing, I'm like, his arm looked weird. His arm looked like it was, like, covered in hair. Right. And I'm like, is that a thing? Or is it just the shadow? I didn't know what it was supposed to be. Kind of like an old hairy guy is what I kept thinking. And I'm like. He's about to turn into a werewolf. (laughs) I didn't know it was weird. But I'm like, mm, could it be that easy? I'm going to say no. No. And what do these ghosts do? They give you an illusion. Right. So, yeah, the odds of that exorcism being successful, slam to none. Right. But, of course, after it's over with, to show him gratitude for saving her son and to show her his gratitude for letting him perform a very risky non-medical procedure on a minor, <laughs> they have a kiss. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And did Father Dan not look like, uh, gotta go? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this isn't right. <laughs> right. So I'm thinking, oh, great. Is she possessed? Right. And I was like, what's happening next? Oh, my God. It right. doesn't make sense. And I thought it, we were going to, like, go back to the kid and he was going to, like, be on the ceiling or something, like, laughing. Right. <laughs> something weird, very exorcist-ish. Right. But no. Yeah. Sophia comes into the church with Marcus in her arms. Yeah. And he's dead. I thought it was, like, because then she falls to the ground and, like, all the people in the church kind of surround her. Right. Right away, I'm like, is this some sort of messed up dream sequence? Because didn't it have that feel? Absolutely. Except it wasn't. Well, or was it? You think I it have a have feeling. I have a feeling that Sophia saw what the ghost wanted her to see, that Marcus was dead. Mm-hmm. She carried him into the church so all the church people could see that he was dead. So they would all turn on Father Dan. Or Father Dan would do something drastic, which he ends up doing, Mm -hmm. to get what they wanted. Oh. See, I didn't think about that. Because, yeah, then Father Dan kind of breaks down. He's going downstairs, you know, like, raging, crying, and repenting. And he feels, he there's like a crack in the wall, feels air. So he pushes into it, because obviously that's what you do. Your wall's <laughs> cracking at the church. Hmm, let me push it and see what happens. Right. And then goes into a weird room. Why is there a sealed up room in my church? 
Uh, that's a very good question. I'm going to light all these candles and read this, and all of a sudden there's this weird glowing orb. I should go touch it. Right. <laughs> really? Starting to think that he's not the brightest bulb in the box. Well, he's totally distraught, thinking that he basically killed Marcus. And so, yeah, now, how does he know? Maybe he knows what that orb is, but I kind of doubt it. But, yeah, he just grabs a hold of it and lights up like a Christmas tree. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking these are very bad things. Yeah. I expect that it's not a good thing, and I hope Father Dan survives this. I'm not 100% sure. Do you think he it will. was supposed to originally be an oubliette that he went into? Like, I, it could be. You know, you're supposed to, to forget what's in the oubliette. Yes. That's, and I'm thinking it is probably bad things. Yep, I think so too. Of course, earlier in the episode, we have a town meeting as the town is growing restless and the mayor is having a tough time keeping them from utter anarchy, like we saw in Superstition. <laughs> <laughs> So all the t citizens have gathered for a meeting with the mayor who tries to answer their questions, but of course really can't give any satisfactory answers. She can't tell them when help is going to be there, when the bridge is going to be fixed. All she's doing, all she can do is say, remember the blizzard that. Oh yeah. They were snowed in for seven months. First of all, seven like, months. <laughs> and we yeah, we survived because we helped each other, and we'll we do that again. Well, plus the one lady was saying that the grocery store is empty. Right. So it's like, how the hell did you survive seven months if your grocery store is empty and it's been, what, like a week? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you not fill that thing up all the time? What's happening? I was exactly. stuck on the seven months blizzard where you're yeah. snowed in. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'd have had to move at that point. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to tap out. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both. It's bad enough when I when we get so much snow here that you shovel, you get down to the end of your drive, and you have to basically shovel your way back the other way because there's so much snow. Right. So I couldn't imagine, like, that level. And that's why I don't live in Alaska. Exactly. Or me Canada. Either. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we get a lot of snow here in the Chicagoland area. That's enough for me. Yeah. And that's way more than I want to deal with <laughs> most times. So that's why I'm in Texas. Keep me south of I-40 and I should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah. Let's talk about Roman because he was in it, but not as much as I was expecting him to be. Exactly. He really wasn't in it a whole lot. We see him that that one scene where he sees Marcus, and then we see him again being approached by the uh, bullies from episode one. Yeah, who were much more, yeah, much nicer to him this time. <laughs> but they want something, of course. Big surprise. Yes, and um, of course Maggie returns, which was also great to see because we hadn't seen her since the first episode. Yeah. I was wondering if she was going to pop back up or if something was happening. Right. But she does pop back up and, of course, tries to talk Roman out of uh, taking care of their little problem. Mm -hmm. 
The guy's mom is uh, haunting them. Well, Maggie called them kissing cousins, which makes me wonder if they really are somehow related. Because the girl says, yeah, she's calling me a whore. And Maggie's right. like, well. <laughs> the shoe fits. So I, I don't know. And especially because Roman was like, Maggie, stop doing that. She's like, I swear it's not me. I'm not the ghost haunting them. Right. But then you kind of see like snicker snicker, you know, like side eye. It's like, is she? Is she not? I don't know. Right. But we never see him uh, go over to their house anyway, because Landis is able to track him down. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Why? Do you want to throw it at him? Since, you know, he managed to knock yours onto you? (laughs) Just wondering. That was a distinct possibility. (laughs) But of course, no, she wants to experiment on him. I thought that was weird. And it made a lot of sense, though. That if he's the only one that can do something that, yes, we need to know more. Maybe he is giving off, like, a frequency that lets him kind of talk to them and not be... And see them, right. Yeah, not be affected by them the same way. Everybody else is, exactly. But, you know, when when he goes up there, because he only agreed, because she's like, yeah, I'll pay you enough to get out, because I know that's what you want. Right. Well, it's true. Yeah, and... When he goes up there, he tells them, you gotta turn off the power grid, because it messes with them. And they kind of, like, what's her name? Um, Landis. I'm gonna screw it up with the name of the place, that's why. Yeah. (laughs) Landis kind of looks at her her work partner like, ah, shit, we were right, and he knows. And he's like, but you already knew that. Right. But the second, you know, they do that, all the weird shit starts happening again although we did not see the weird woman in red which we forgot to mention last week because we have no idea who she is yeah we do not know but she doesn't seem to be not evil but right yeah she's just kind of hanging out yeah she might be one of those that um maggie right that um roman had mentioned in this episode saying that yeah before the earthquake the ghosts he saw were friendly and he could talk to them and get information from them, mm-hmm. which I kind of have a feeling this lady in red was probably one of those. I was starting to wonder if that's his mom somehow. And that very well could be a possibility. Because he was given a letter from Father Dan that just said, right. thinking of you and had money in it. Right. It's like, why would she send it to the priest instead, though? Yeah. That's why well, I started thinking, what if that woman in red was his mom? Something had happened, so we don't know. But then, you know, you have Landis, like, trying to experiment. They shut down the power grid, and then, okay, up pops Chloe. But I don't think it is actually Chloe. No, it's not. And she's, like, squeezing her, and then what? Landis thinks she's in, like, a straitjacket? Yes. Imagining she's in a straitjacket. Right. So Roman's trying to talk to her. It's like, no, I can help, and... I can see it being weird because instead of like doing the experiment on Roman like they were planning, it ended up being right, yeah, onto Landis. And yeah, I'll... I think they were wanting him to do the same thing that Billy wanted him to do was get rid of the the ghost so we can uh, continue doing what we need to do. Right, but it didn't work out so well, and he's like, mm, "It's not so safe for me to come back because I can't guarantee you're going to live next time." Right. Like, what? Although, interestingly enough, you know, she does tell him maybe 
there's a frequency that the ghosts are on and you can hear them and you can see them. And he's like, oh, like a radio. She's like, yeah, you're like ghost radio. <laughs> the next step in evolution. Yeah, the next step in evolution. I, I will, when I heard her say that, I said, oh, come on. Right. And then he's just like, yeah, I think this whole thing's your fault. It's like, what? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> wow. Talk about no chill. I was like, okay. I think he's right. Shots fired. Yep. (laughs) I think he's onto something there. Yeah. Oh, it it was kind of uh, crazy, though, that he just like, I have no reason to hold back. I'm just going to like put that out there. That's right. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's a lot of weird shit in this episode. (laughs) But it's been that way for every episode. It started off like fast with it so we can't say this was unexpected no not at all ay, ay, ay. i i don't know so i don't know where we're going i can't even kind of predict like yeah most not shows, yet most shows you can be like all right yeah i think this is gonna happen and this might but this show i i have nothing yeah. <laughs> although i do yeah. want to say going back to that town meeting really quick right you have the one guy talking about how meatloaf knew how he should have, how they should have dealt with Roman. And right. another guy, another townie comes up and he's like, you know, he tried to kill you. And he's like, yeah. He's like, no, that was, that was too far. That was uncalled for. You right. Do that. He's like, you know, beat the crap out of you. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Listen, dude, this is the only guy that might be able to save all of your dumb asses. And right. I mean, I guess it's good. You're like, no, no, that was too far. You should have never tried to do that. Okay, great. Maybe you should have stopped talking there. Right. Instead of the, no, no, no. We just beat the crap out of you, because that's all right, but not kill you. (laughs) Okay, then. Well, since I have no idea where we might be going, and I don't think you have any idea, what do you guys out there think? Do you have ideas of what's happening? Shoot us an email at scifitalk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know what you think. Check out our website. Check out the Facebook page. Follow along on Twitter and tweet with well, pretty much Steve for this, because I'm normally working nights. So we want to know what you think. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and all the other podcatchers you're listening to us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Please tell your friends about the show, about our podcast, about everything, because this is so weird. I can't get past it. But for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. I think that you guys opened up a can of worms here. And until next time.